Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, back to Capes and Japes, coming to you from opposite coasts. Um, opposite weather. Which is very opposite weather. Um, I am wearing a fleece blanket around my shoulders like an old witch. Um, because and I have ice in my water. <laughs> yeah. This is the the duality of man, the duality of podcasters. Um, hopefully our energy can meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> um, but um, yes, yeah, so uh, welcome, welcome back, welcome back to Villaintober. Um, we are uh spending this Villaintober talking about some uh. Flash villains, the rogues, as they're known. Um, and, uh, I guess appropriately enough for, um, our current circumstances, last week we talked about Captain Cold, and this week we're gonna talk about Heatwave. It was a prediction. It was. Alright, that's, that's why the weather is, uh, doing this to us. Like forty degree difference in temperatures is um to uh thematically line us up to um discuss heat wave um so we uh mentioned heat wave briefly I think while we were talking about Captain Cold they're friends heat wave is a um an enemy of the Flash. Um, his name is Mick Rory. Um, he was introduced in issue number, uh, 140 of The Flash, um, in 1963, um, written by, uh, John Broom and, uh, drawn by, uh, Carmine Infantino. Um, and, uh, he is, um, although the rogues aren't as much of a thing, I think, like, very early on in Flash. Um, he is, uh, later a member of the Rogues, um, which you will probably hear repeated several times as we're going through this, but I just want to make sure in case somebody was like, I only want to hear about Heatwave. Um, (laughs) so, uh, Flash's villains unionized. Um, and they all work together on a team of crime. Uh, they're called the Rogues. And uh, the, not all, like, not every Flash villain, um, but a good number of the recurring Flash villains. Um, and they are mostly uh, petty criminals. Um, they largely try not to kill people. Um, and they tend to have, like, kind of a, like, begrudging respect for the Flash, um, despite, you know, constantly trying to one-up him with crimes and him constantly thwarting their plans. Um, but they are, um, they're, like, not, not an extremely evil, uh, group of villains. Look, they just want to wear cool costumes and rob banks. They, listen, don't we all? really. Um, Mick Rory has, uh, an additional need, and it's, uh, that he 
really likes lighting things on fire. Um, none of these, um, none of these villain backstories, uh, I don't think are, like, uh, especially subtle. Um, and this, like, this was definitely not in, uh, his early appearances. He was just a guy who did fire crime. Um, but later on, I think they might have done, like, a one-shot or something that, like, delved into his backstory. Um, delved into. Made up a backstory for him. <laughs> um, where, um, he was a, uh, was and still is. Um, but as a child, he was an extreme, uh, pyromaniac. Um, his, uh, his family lived on a farm, and he, uh, Loved fire, um, loved messing around with fire. Um, one night while he was messing around with fire, um, he lit his family's house on fire, um, and, uh, killed his family in the process. Not because he wanted his family to die in a fire, um, but because he was too, like, transfixed by the image of the fire to like, do anything about it, um, and then he, um, he went to go and live with his uncle, um, and he was bullied a lot, um, as, you know, a kid, because he was obsessed with fire, and that's been decided as his one personality trait, um, and he wore, like, heavy, like, winter clothes all the time to be warm, because it reminded him of fire. Um, okay. And, yeah, like, that's the part where I'm a little, like, okay, that's... Okay, but, like, wearing... <laughs> we get it. <laughs> wearing thick clothes when it's not cold out is a very different feeling than being near a fire. It's very... It's extremely different. Um, I, I don't... I don't know if anyone really considered, like, what pyromania would actually look like. Um, but he, uh, this one bully, uh, locked him in a, like, a freezer, a, like, meat freezer while they were on a field trip, um, and it traumatized him, uh, and so he has both, he loves fire and also hates cold, um, very afraid of cold, um, and then he uh, locked, uh, ended up trapping the bully in a shed and setting the shed on fire. Um, and then, uh, after that, he was like, oh, geez, I just killed a kid. I gotta go. Ran away, (laughs) joined the circus, became a fire eater with the circus. Um. This is so comic books. It's so comic books. Did that for several years and then lit the circus on fire. Um. Dude, you've gotta stop setting things on fire. He can't stop. He doesn't know how. Like, at least move a safe distance away from your literal place of residence. God. You wanna set things on fire? Go to a lake. 
find a boat, set the boat on fire, and push it into the lake. Um, well, that's not what he did. Um, he, uh, he moved to Central City. Um, and, uh, he did, like, after he lit the circus on fire, he did feel, like, bad about it. Like, he's not a guy who's just like, murder and death. Like, he, um, is like, I don't really, (laughs) I don't really want to be doing this, but I can't stop myself. But instead, or at least that's how this, it's portrayed in, like, this one, like, backstory comic. Um, instead of probably, um, getting some, like, intensive therapy, which would be the best option, I think. Um, he goes to Central City, um, he sees, like, some of the other rogues, and he's like, oh, I can use this to become a fire-themed (laughs) supervillain. It's like, no! Um, I can channel my fire obsession into crime? Um... I mean, but, uh, he, at least it's petty crime? Yeah, no, I mean, he's, like, not, you know, like, murdering people with fire. Um, so he, um, he builds, uh, he builds his own weapon, which is a, like, a handheld flamethrower. Um, but the early renditions of it are so funny because it, it does, like, I mean, it it continues to pretty much just look like a gun, um, but instead of bullet, it shoot fire. Um, but like the early like art of this is like Captain Cold's like gun looks at least like kind of like a little bit like a cool like ray blaster thing. Um, like Heatwave's gun just looks like a regular gun, but with like kind of like like a switch like for a lighter on the top of it um okay in like his first appearances and it's like it's a like it's a it's a flamethrower but it's like he shoots flash with it and it's like it just goes like pew and flash is like ow that's hot (laughs) it's like i think early on maybe they were like maybe they didn't know how fire works or maybe they were trying to do some sort of heat ray. Um, but it does, it looks, <laughs> it looks very silly. Um, early on, he also has, um, in his, uh, first appearances, he is a very, uh, silly outfit. Um, it's always like a little bit silly, but early on, he has like a very silly outfit, which is just like a, like a white bodysuit. Um, made um made out of asbestos and wikipedia actually mentioned this and then has like a a a parenthetical note that was like this was back before the dangers of asbestos were known good (laughs) thank you thanks i'm glad um i'm glad you're being like don't don't try this at home kids don't make your own protective asbestos suit and then go and build a gun that shoots fire try and fight the flash with it um his gun um it just shoots um it just shoots fire um 
but like it is like apparently like very hot fire um because like at one point he like he uh melted flashes like special boots and like he like melted them to the floor or something and it's like oh whoa those are like you know flashes like special super boots that are designed to withstand him running at <laughs> the speed of light and not get melted by the friction but this fire was so hot that it melted them wow um, wow is not science i don't think but no. that's okay um but um he's the man who mastered a temperature much hotter than absolute zero <laughs> um how many kelvin do you think i i after our last experience with kelvin i cannot possibly guess <laughs> um he um all of like a bunch of the rogues also like clearly have like a lot of non-crime skills, like, uh, Captain Cold and Heatwave both, like, designed and built their own weapons that apparently, like, are extremely powerful, and it's like, with this kind of engineering knowledge, you could be doing a lot of things that weren't crime, if you really wanted to. Like, I think Star Labs is hiring. Probably. They have, I think they have a high turnover rate, because of, you know... Everything. There's always something going on. <laughs> because of everything. Maybe they're like, it's actually um more lucrative and safe to be a uh costume <laughs> supervillain than to work at Star Labs. So really It's actually It's actually listen, being a rogue has like a lot of security. Um comes with benefits, and the fla all the flash is gonna do is you know, probably, like, maybe punch you very fast and then make sure you're taken safely to prison. Like, there's not a lot of danger involved. No, like, it's the Flash. He's the Flash. Why do you think we're all, we all chose him as our adversary? It's because he's, he's not gonna, you know, just beat us to a pulp. Like, we're all fine. Um... He does, um, after moving to, to Central City and starting his life of crime, he does obviously run into the Flash quite a few times. Um, he also sort of, um, clashes at first, um, with Captain Cold. Um, is it because he got it, trapped in that, uh, meat locker that one time? It's definitely not, I definitely don't think... That was established as part of the backstory when they, um, when they first met each other. I think it was just very, like, well, one of them's ice and one of them's fire. So, uh, they got a fight. Um, there was, uh, one, um, one point, there's, like, a few times where, uh, they sort of, like, get in each other's way while they're both trying to, you know out with the Flash, and then also times where they, like, teamed up against him. Um, they, um, at one point they both, like, uh, have, like, a crush on this same newscaster, and start trying to, like, outdo each other to, like, 
do a bigger crime. Um, which I'm not sure if it's like a crime to impress this woman or a crime to get money to buy her things or a crime so that she will come to the crime scene and talk about it. Um, but they do have this like weird, uh, weird little rivalry, um, where they, uh, kind of like work against each other and then team up to stop the Flash from trying to prevent both of them and from doing their crimes. And then obviously the Flash does prevent both of them from doing their crimes and they go to jail until they break out of jail again and they go do more crimes. You know, it's it's comic books, baby. Um, but uh, eventually uh, he and Captain Cold um, develop um, a sort of respect for each other. Um, and Captain Cold ends up, uh, inviting him to join the rogues, um, because I think he's, he's leading the rogues at that point. Um, Heatwave doesn't, uh, Heatwave is not a leader type, um, but Captain Cold, I think, is, uh, kind of brings him in to the fold. Man, Olivia, I know they don't, but I'm just sitting here like, mm, a good plot line. They should kiss. Um, they should kiss when, uh, when you think about it. Like, like, look, a, a like, kind of tense rivalry, tense rivalry yes. to attract the affections of the same woman, and then <laughs> out of that you become friends. Ne- logical next step is they kiss that's just science i can think of i can think of no other explanation um i think like uh i think when jeff johns was was writing it he like kind of like uh dove um dove a little deeper into this relationship um because jeff johns did a lot of the you know uh like we mentioned a lot of the kind of development for Captain Cold, um, and from what I saw, I think he, like, uh, made it sort of, like, uh, like, Captain Cold is mostly, like, the one trying to, uh, keep Heatwave from, like, going too far with his fire obsession, um, and, like, Heatwave sort of looks up to him. Um, which is a pretty good dynamic. Um, but, um, so we also talked about this briefly with Captain Cold, but we're going to touch on it definitely a few more times and it's going to be bananas every time. Um, so a bunch of the rogues, um, end up, uh, reforming, um, one of them is Heatwave, um, who during, um, during one of his, uh, his crimes, um, he was mostly doing, you know, just like kind of showing up, doing some petty crime, getting arrested, fire stuff, you know, and then he leaves. Um, during, that was a loud noise. Um, (laughs) during one of his crimes, he, um, manages to uh to like capture Barry and unmasks him 
and learns his identity, um, but doesn't tell anybody, um, cause, you know, that's, <laughs> that's how the rogues do. <laughs> They're like, that would be, that'd be a messed up thing for me to just go around telling people, so I'm not gonna do it. Like, that would just I be rude. Gonna, it would be so rude. Like, I'm gonna keep trying to, like, kick his ass and do crimes and shoot him with my little fire gun, but, like... I'm not going to just, like, go around telling people who he is. Like, they're going to want to kill him. <laughs> um, but, uh, he, uh, a bunch of the, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little fuzzy on the timeline here. So you'll have to forgive me. A bunch of the rogues end up, uh, reforming. Um, one of whom is Heatwave. It's like, uh... Heatwave, uh, Pied Piper, Trickster, some other ones, um, stop doing crime, um, get on the, uh, the, the straight and narrow, um, Heatwave starts working as a, uh, firefighting consultant, um, due to, uh, you know, knowing a lot about, uh, <laughs> about fires. Um, and how oh, they, yeah. uh... This will catch on fire real easy. Yeah, listen, this, the fire here, it will be great. I mean, bad if you don't want fires. Um, and, uh, he, like, while he's doing this, he, like, works alongside, uh, Barry, and I think later Wally, um, just kind of, you know... Just, just helping, just helping, uh, fight fires instead of, uh, light them. Um, and then while, um, while this is happening, um, that, uh, what's it called? Underworld Unleashed, um, that, like, event where, um, a bunch of the rogues, um, get, like, tricked into, like, sacrificing themselves to summon this demon to Earth. Um, and then, uh, like, Wally ends up, uh, making a deal to get their souls back out of hell. <laughs> because he's like, come on, they're cool. And also some of them weren't doing crime anymore. Um, and, uh, he, uh, after he comes back, he does, he, he's a supervillain again for a little bit. And then he apparently, um, goes to, like, train with some monks, which is mentioned, like, literally once. Okay. It's just like, where's, like, I, I have no idea how this comes up. I would love to imagine that somebody, like, they're at, like, you know, whatever, like, the rogue, like, Christmas party, and somebody's like, I, uh, where's Mick? And, uh, Captain Cold is like, oh, he went to go train with some monks. And everybody's like, he, what? <laughs> what kind of monks? Can they, like, control fire with their brains? No, just, like, normal monks. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. It's not all about fire. Um, I, it's, that's literally his whole thing. <laughs> it is, to him, it seems like it is all about fire. Well, maybe you just didn't know him well enough. 
<laughs> um, he uh comes back. Um, does a um takes a job with uh Project Cadmus, which is the uh sketchy like uh genetic manipulation like group that uh made Superboy um so I don't I don't know why they seek him out or he seeks them out um gotta figure out that heat vision (laughs) give me heat vision it's funny because um in in New 52 um, he doesn't do a whole lot, but one of the things they do have is, like, a bunch of the rogues, like, get superpowers through experiments, and he, like, gets, like, basically, like, fuses with his, uh, his gun, um, which is called, it has a name, um, it's called the Hot Rod, um. Very good choice. He, like, f- yeah, he, like, fuses with his gun so he can, like, shoot fire, like, out of his chest. But, like, has, like, he just has, like, fire abilities. Um, but that's just New 52. And then <laughs> they took, they took them away after that. Um, which was probably for the best, because, like, I think it's, like, kind of a distinctive thing of the rogues that, like, so many of them don't have superpowers. <laughs> Um, and it's, like, it's a lot, um, the threat becomes very different, I feel like, when they do have superpowers. Um, but anyways, um, so, uh, works with Project Cadmus, does not get his heat vision, but, uh, someday. Um, and then there's this, uh, event called, uh rogue war that happens after identity crisis where um trickster gets a bunch of the other reformed rogues um to come and work for the fbi um and work together to stop like defeat the rogues who are still doing crimes um, and, uh, so all the rogues who reformed and all the rogues who are still rogues, um, just start, like, uh, like, brawling, uh, in the streets, basically. Um, and <laughs> Wally comes in and is like, what is going on? Um, and during all this, um... Our old friend, the top, shows up. Um, Ah, the top. The top, the classic, the top. And goes like, oh, you guys thought that you stopped being evil, but actually, I brainwashed you into not being evil. Because, again, I can spin very fast. And... I spun so much and so fast that it pushed the brain cells in the middle of my brain to the outside part of my brain, and it gave me psychic powers. 
And also, I died and was a ghost and possessed people, um, but then just kind of made their bodies look like my old body, so it's sort of like I'm alive again. Anyways, that was me the top. You did not actually, um, stop being criminals. I manipulated you. By spinning very fast. By spinning so fast. Um, uh, except, uh, now I, uh, now I, so what happened was I think Barry, I was really causing a lot of chaos and Barry tried to get Satana to brainwash me to make me stop being evil, which isn't a thing you should do, but this is sort of like a point of identity crisis is that like, is it morally okay to brainwash people to get them to stop being evil? And it's not. Um, but anyways, uh, so, uh, that was, it didn't work very well. And I went and brainwashed all the rogues and, uh, Wally finds out during identity crisis that Barry did this. He like leaves him like, (laughs) he finds this like letter or whatever. That's like, dear Wally, I think I fucked up real bad. <laughs> Please get the top who is a ghost possessing a senator uh, and undo that whole thing. And then when the top gets his brain back, he's like, I don't know if every episode, just a sidebar, I don't know if every episode of Villaintober will have this much top talk, um, but... Turns out this guy uh, is just all over the place. Anyways. Welcome to our new podcast, Top Talk. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then the top is like, well, okay, I, uh, I'm going to, uh, to undo the brainwashing I did in the first place and make the rogues all do crimes again. And I think, I think if I'm understanding correctly... This is a retcon in that I don't think initially when all these rogues reformed, they had written it because it was because the top did mind tricks to them. I think they were just doing it <laughs> to have them stop doing crimes. Um, I could be wrong. Again, some of the timeline here is very uh confusing to me. Um, but he does, um, after, uh, Heatwave, like, fights Captain Cold, um, the top, uh, undoes all of his, uh, brainwashing, um, and, uh, Captain Cold kills the top because it was a fucked up thing to do, um, but now Heatwave is back to crime. He's back, Um, baby. He's, he's back, baby. Um, he does do the, um, the very bad crime, um, of, uh, killing Bart Allen, uh, due to being manipulated into it by inertia. Not just him, him and some of the other rogues, uh, kill Bart Allen and, uh, feel very bad about it. Um, and then things, uh, 
also go bad because him and a bunch of the other rogues are, um, during, uh, Final Crisis are, like, sent, uh, sent to this, uh, planet called, uh, Salvation. Or I think they named the planet Salvation. Basically, it's about a bunch of villains, um get arrested and then just sent to another planet so uh we don't have to deal with them on earth i guess um and i would be like why did you send so many of the rogues but they did just kill bart allen before this um so i guess maybe they're like i the rogues are all murderers now we gotta send them to a different planet um fair and uh a lot of it the story's called uh salvation run um and it's about these villains kind of uh figuring out what to do on this extremely uh hostile planet and like forming uh alliances uh and stuff um and heatwave ends up uh like on lex luthor's uh team i think it's like uh the Joker and Lex Luthor are like the two kind of like <laughs> warring factions. Um but uh they all get home fine. Um not all of them. Some of these villains uh die, but uh uh Heatwave and I think the rest of the rogues who are there uh get home fine. Um he uh he gets back and then during uh also as part of final crisis um is that storyline where um heatwave and the other rogues want to kill inertia for manipulating them into killing bart allen and now um they feel bad that they killed him and also all of these superheroes hate them way more than they used to, and none of, uh, the villains will help them. Um, because none of the other villains are unionized. They don't understand what it means to stick together and help each other out. Um, and, um, he does, um, uh, he uses, uh, his boot-melting trick on Inertia, um... So they can kill him. And he also, um, one of, uh, one of the things that happens is, uh, the, like, the new rogues, who is, like, the, the, a new team, like, a classic trope, like, it's a new team of rogues who are all based off the old ones and have, like, the same, like, themes, um, and, uh, Libra put them together because Libra was like, join my secret society of supervillains. And the rogues were like, no, we're doing our own shit. And Libra was like, okay, then I'll just get a new team that's pretty much exactly like you. Um, but not as good, I guess, because you just beat the shit out of all of them. Oh, no. Um. Oh, no. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, not me. Um, but one of the things the new rogues do is... They, uh, hold Captain Cold's father hostage, which we mentioned while we were talking about Captain Cold. Um, and his father is a piece of shit, and Captain Cold hates him. Um, and he does, he, like, he 
is going to kill his father, and he can't do it. Um, and then he asks Heatwave to do it for him. Um, and Heatwave's like, yeah, cool. Um, so that's, um, you know, just, uh, kill, kill your friend's abusive dad. Like a bro. <laughs> like a, like a true homie. Um, he, um, he also, um, he, he, like, kills this guy named the Human Flame, um, by, uh, getting into a fight with him and then exploding the, um, the fireworks factory where they were meeting, um, which is only, like, um, really, uh, relevant to me because while I was like, who the fuck is the human flame? Um, I found, um, another extremely good tidbit, um, which is that he, um, he's part of Final Crisis because he's one of the first supervillains who teams up <laughs> with Libra. Um, and, um, before Final Crisis, he showed up once in, like, 1959 and then didn't do anything for, like, 50 years. Um, nice. And then Grant Morrison, during Final Crisis, was like, um... <laughs> Uh, hold on, I'm gonna read this. I wanted a Martian Manhunter villain, and I couldn't find a really good one. Then, looking through the old Showcase Presents book, I discovered this stupid guy called Mike, who declared himself to be the Human Flame. And he wore a homemade costume with six nipples that shot flames. Good. It's like, yep. So he's just there because Grant Morrison found him in an old comic and thought he was pretty funny. And, uh, then... Heatwave blows him up, so, uh, pour one out for the human flame, I guess. There's just, it's, the fire-themed supervillain market is just so saturated, is the problem. Um, but, uh, so, along with the rest of the rogues, um, he, um, they kill Inertia, they, um, leave Inertia's body with a note that's like, Dear Flash, now we're even, love the rogues. Um, he, um, in New 52, again, he gets, like, uh, actual, like, fire powers, um, but doesn't really do all that much, um, besides that, um, and, uh, currently he's, uh, you know, just, uh, <laughs> back to doing, uh, fire-themed crime with his uh, fire-themed gun, um, it's, um, so, yeah, he's, uh, I feel, I feel a little bit bad because, like, the, the, you know, like, fire ice supervillain dichotomy is, like, very good. Um, but one of those is, like, demonstrably more useful against the Flash <laughs> than the other one. Um, because besides his boot melty thing, all, um, all... Heatwave can really do is, like, uh, hurt him with fire, um, whereas Captain Cold, like, part of the reason he becomes, like, sort of an arch-nemesis level is because of, you know, it's like, oh, he can, like, slow his molecules down and, like, freeze him in a block of ice, um, so, uh, poor Heatwave, but, um, he's, you know, he's doing okay. He's also, like, um, as... 
as they're like characterized more like early on they were i think both just kind of like equally you know we are criminals our motivation is doing crime um as they're like you know in kind of the 2000s ish as they get more development um i think is is more where you start to see that kind of dichotomy of like oh captain cold is like you know uh kind of like a planner and like a leader type um and uh you know cares about his like teammates and is trying to you know uh keep his eye on the ball and heatwave is like a little bit more uh chaotic and unpredictable um due to you know captain cold like uh likes cold is like a detail of his backstory um he's not like freezing things because he like wants everything to be frozen um <laughs> heatwave is like much more kind of, you know. But what if everything was fixated on fire? Consider this could be on fire. Speaking of, I should not have had a lit candle for this conversation. Oh no! Oh 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 no! It is thematic. It is, and I wasn't thinking about it. But then we kept talking about fire, and I'm like. Oh, I have a scrap of muslin. I wonder if that would work as a wick. Oh my god. Anyway, it does. Very well. Too well. The oh, tiny hmm. the tiny tea light candle holder could not hold it and it started melting my table. So pro tip. <gasps> oh no. I guess. Uh okay. just if if you've got a little tea light candle, you know, the ones in the little metal tins, uh put them in a candle safe container. And not directly onto a plastic table. <laughs> okay. Well, um, good. Hey, this is a podcast where you can learn about comic books and also about fire safety. Well, I don't know about fire safety so much as here's this dumb shit Briar just did. Burned their goddamn <laughs> finger a little bit. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. <laughs> That's that's fire safety. Say don't do this thing or you'll burn your fingers is fire safety, I think. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, Heatwave would be proud. He he would be proud. That's one thing. One thing you can hold in your heart is that Heatwave would be proud of you. Um but um yeah, um do you have uh Anything to add or um, any uh, comics or anything to talk about? One, still think they should kiss. Yes, I think that's a good point. I think, honestly, like any fire ice duo should kiss. Um, it's, yes, it's just, that is gay culture. It's just good is the thing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, two, still have not read any comics. Uh, three, today, as we are recording this, it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Yes, it is. So, I mean, if you didn't know that, it's fine. You can pretend that the day that you're listening to this 
is Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> and if you are Indigenous, disregard everything I'm about to say. One. <laughs> if you're Indigenous, you're doing great. <laughs> I support you. Uh, number one. Who are the people who lived where you live? Two. Historically, what happened to them when settler, settler colonialism came rushing on in? Three, where are they now? Four, are there any local organizations that you can do to help support the local peoples? Because settler, set, I can never say settler colonialism. There's too many L's. It, it's not great, is the thing. And especially if you are white, like I am, you are complicit. Mm -hmm, like we both are. You are complicit in the settler colonial system. And you should maybe try to fix that. Yes. And the first step is um. figure it out. Uh, <laughs> like, I, like, in school they taught us about the Shumash peoples who are our native area but it was definitely framed as a um this is what it used to be like don't worry about it now yeah don't even uh just don't one once there were indigenous people here um and now uh we're here and don't ask any questions about what happened in between that yeah there's a fun extra layer in california because it's like indigenous people the Spanish missionaries, Americans. Mm. So, oh boy, it's a lot. Look into it. It's terrible and sad, but you gotta know it. And especially... It's, it's important. Especially look for um, indigenous accounts of indigenous culture and histories. Like... Yes. Don't just look up a book by a white dude... And trust everything that he says implicitly. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's important to know. And then when you know, you can, uh, start doing things about it. We have, um, I know that, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we, or that you retweeted to the Capes and Japes Twitter, um, with different, you, can, you know, you can say we retweeted because I took a lot of those from your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I contributed. Um, but there's, you know, some threads of different uh, funds, different uh, people you can give to, different ways to educate yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, try and uh, keep that in mind all the time. Um, and not just on the one day that we uh, reclaimed from an extremely terrible man. If anybody dares to tell you that it's Columbus Day, you better fucking correct their asses. <laughs> um, God, what a t terrible, terrible man. Um, Even terrible for his yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> weirdly enough. Even the even Spain in the 1500s were like, oh, oh no, buddy, no, um, no, no, no. 
This guy's gotta stop what he's doing. Oh, it's bad, but we can maybe make it a little bit good by celebrating the survival and future of the Native American and Indigenous peoples who are still around today. Yes, doing doing what we can to make things a little less terrible. (sighs) Okay. I think that's all I had. I'm very sweaty, so I think we should end this episode. (laughs) I think we should stop this episode so you can, um, you know, drink your ice water and I can put on three more layers. Um, So thank you for joining us today on Capes and Japes. Um, If you want to keep up with us, um, you can uh, follow us online. I mentioned our Twitter earlier. which is where we will probably, we definitely post the most stuff, not only, like, about comic books, but also, like, important information and resources about things that probably everybody should have. Um, But you can also see when we post new episodes on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Tumblr. That's the other one. Um... We have an email address, that's capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, we have a Discord server where you can pop in, um, say say hi, talk to us, um, ask questions. Um, we have a uh, Patreon, if you are able to support us there. We mentioned that uh, these villains for Villaintober were uh, chosen by patron of the show sam so if you uh want to pick things to talk about like that um you could join our patreon and you can also get other stuff um and uh what else we um if you can't do that you can also leave a rating and a review that's a cool way to help out the show um telling a friend about it if you think they would like it and just uh just coming coming back and joining us um So thank you for being here with us today on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, don't play with matches. (laughs) Please, please be careful with fire and don't wear asbestos suits. Oh, gods, no. Never. Don't. Just don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Uh.